sitting in the dark, looking at the TV, APM news, see them all complaining, watching people hurt, who they're betraying, is it as bad as what they say? There is more, so much more than this, there is more. Hello and welcome to The Last Push Podcast. On today's episode, we're going to take a look at a little bit of a review of some of the topics that you should have been doing over the past week. So we're going to take a look at selective breeding, genetic engineering, and starting to look at some inherited disorders. So three um, pretty similar intertwined topics, but all a little tiny bit different. So grab a pen, some paper, and let's get intentional tonight. Okay, welcome back. So, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to take a look at first selective breeding. And it really is, it's in the name. You're selecting what you are breeding. So breeding as in what you're forcing pretty much to reproduce. So a lot of farmers will do this technique where they look at their whole population. So for example, cows, you're looking at all the cows in the field and you're only letting the cows that produce the most highest quantities of milk reproduce and that means that over time over a couple hundred years you're actually going to have a genetic shift where you're going to have more cows on average producing more milk so they do this all the time you can also do this with um, muscle um, with your uh, beef cows as well so only letting the beef cows with the most muscle reproduce to get Um, cows that will be better used in food production in the grocery stores and things like that they do that also with um, vegetables so for example if you're only letting the sweetest fruits and the largest fruits reproduce that's something that you can do basically what you're doing is you're cutting out genes that are undesirable and you're not allowing them to reproduce so you're only allowing the desirable genes and the desirable dna to move forwards and evolve um, evolutionarily so the steps that you need to know in terms of selective breeding is you're always going to choose the most advantageous so what i mean by that is the thing with the desired characteristic And once you choose the desired characteristic, you're going to allow those to reproduce. And after multiple generations, then that's going to be the one that you will actually um, see pop up in your population a lot more. And that is selective breeding. The second thing that is similar, but a little bit different, is genetic engineering. And that's when you're actually changing the genetics and how you do that is you can, if you take a look and you think about the DNA sequencing, you think about how you've got 46 chromosomes. If you can figure out where on which chromosome a desired trait is, then using enzymes, you can cut out that desired trait and you're able to have just that section of DNA then what you can do is you can take that section of DNA and you can use 
more enzymes to insert them into a bacterial plasmid. So remember from earlier with prokaryotes, you've got bacteria that have got plasmid DNA because their DNA is not in the nucleus. So what you can do is you can actually stick the piece of DNA that you've cut out using an enzyme. You can put it in the bacterial plasmid DNA and bacteria cells reproduce really really quickly so you can make lots of this desired gene this desired characteristic this desired DNA so for example this is how actually they mass produce insulin so they'll take out of a human cell a working um, cell that produces insulin they'll take the gene that codes for insulin production and what they'll actually do is they will then put that into a bacteria cell and then they're able to ma massively produce all of this insulin at huge levels to then be able to give it out and distribute it out to those diabetics. So a lot of times you will have an exam question that will actually take a look and it will look at it will look at one organism and it will look at taking the DNA out of another organism and putting it into that organism. It's usually a three mark question and where students usually go wrong is in the third mark. So for example, most students always remember to say that you cut out the desired gene using enzymes. So you cut out the desired gene using enzymes. What most students forget to say is that you have to put the desired gene into the organism when it's in its embryo phase, when it's an embryo, when it's in its early stages of development. So with an example, um, you could have, um, I know a lot of people looked at a question with salmon and growth hormones because it's all something that we want to do to actually benefit society. So if we put growth hormones into salmon, then we can make super salmons and that way we can have our salmons go to supermarkets faster and we can get foods um, in bigger quantities out to the public. So if you cut out the growth hormone gene using an enzyme and insert it into the embryo of a developing salmon, then that salmon will have extra growth hormone being produced and as it grows up, it will be bigger than the average salmon. So that's genetic engineering. And the last thing that we are gonna take a look at is going to be looking at inherited disorders. These are not something that you can catch. Um, they're not like a virus, they're not like a cold. Inherited disorders are disorders that you are born with. So you have to be born with it, it has to be passed down. And two that you need to make sure that you actually remember that are on the specification. The first one, cystic fibrosis. The second one is polydactyly. So first thing, let's talk about cystic fibrosis. You need to remember that, that cystic fibrosis is a recessive disorder, so you need both recessive alleles in order to get the disorder, which is cystic fibrosis. And some of the characteristics of that is it will create mucus in the lungs, your digestive system doesn't work very well as well, so you have to do a lot of physiotherapy, take a lot of drugs, and the life expectancy is around 50 years old. So 
if you are born with cystic fibrosis that actually you will end up um, it is fatal so you will actually die from cystic fibrosis because there is no cure for it yet the only way a cystic fibrosis baby can be born is if both peri both parents are carriers so if both parents are carriers it means that they've got one dominant allele and they've got one recessive allele so if you're doing a genetic cross diagram it means that mom will have a capital allele and a lowercase allele so for example capital C lowercase c it also means that dad will have a capital allele, dominant allele, and a lowercase recessive allele. So for example, capital C, lowercase c. And if you guys actually draw that punted square out, do that genetic diagram, you should see that in your four options for the probability of your babies, you are going to have a homozygous dominant, capital C, capital C, then you are going to have a heterozygous, so a big C, little c, and again, a heterozygous, a big C, little c, and in the last box of your genetic diagram, you should have a homozygous recessive, so little c, little c, allele combination, and that little c, little c, that homozygous recessive, that is where you are going to see that there's 25% chance or one in four for your probability chance of a baby being born with cystic fibrosis if both parents are carriers of cystic fibrosis. And that's the only way that that child can be born. So it's 75% healthy, um, healthy normal child and a 25% chance that you'll get cystic fibrosis and that's the phenotype because that's what you're seeing that's what you actually um, can see that they actually have whereas the genotype look back to your diagram that you've hopefully drawn your genotype will have a 1 to 2 to 1 ratio so 25% to 50% to 25% one of the genotypes is homozygous dominant, big C, big C. Two of the genotypes are big C, little c, heterozygous. And the last genotype is the cystic fibrosis. So homozygous recessive, little c, little c. So that's cystic fibrosis and that's your first inherited disorder. The second inherited disorder is called polydactyly and that is when you have got a um, more than five fingers um, on one hand or more than five fingers on uh, your other hands or more than five toes on your feet. So it's basically just added digits. And the major difference between this and cystic fibrosis is that polydactyly is a dominant uh, trait, a dominant allele. So that means that you need the dominant allele to actually get it. So you could get it um, if you've got just one of those dominant alleles. So for example, if we're using P, big P, big P, or homozygous dominant means you'll have polydactyly. Then there's also heterozygous, big P, little p, and that also means that you'll have it because you've got one dominant allele. But if you've got two recessive alleles, little p, little p, you will not 
have polydactyly. So what I want you to start thinking about doing is actually trying some of those crosses, looking at all the different combinations for cystic fibrosis um, and non-cystic fibrosis. Look at all the possible combinations for polydactyly because the more you practice these genetic diagrams, the better you will get. So that is your overview on selective breeding, genetic engineering, and genetic inherited disorders. So have a lovely night. Get out there and get some revision.